Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. So happy to be here with you today. The music in the background is from our good buddy, Mr. Torrin Wells. Make sure you grab a copy of his album, Citizen of Heaven. Hey, today's show is brought to you in part by our friends at International Justice Mission. Y'all know IJM is a global nonprofit working to end slavery and violence around the world. In Asia, IJM works with local law enforcement to rescue individuals and families out of slavery and trafficking. In Latin America, they help children and women who have survived all kinds of violence and abuse. Literally, IJM goes to the deepest, cruelest pain in our world and bring the full force of the law with them to provide justice and healing. 20 years of hard work, two decades, and more than 50,000 individuals have been set free. Thanks to people like you who send IJM to rescue them. But there are thousands more, y'all, children, men, and women who are still waiting for that rescue. And you can make a difference in their lives by becoming a freedom partner. Just visit IJM.org slash change lives to be a part of this movement, giving monthly so that IJM can show up month after month to rescue people and walk with survivors as they heal. Your consistent support impacts the lives of individuals all over the world. So join today at IJM.org slash change lives. Today on the show is an old podcast favorite. He's been on before multiple times, I think. His name is Carlos Whitaker. He's the author of the new book, Enter Wild, Exchange a Mild and Mundane Faith for Life with an Uncontainable God. Man, I'm stoked for y'all to hear this conversation. It is so interesting and generous and true and kind. Carlos is doing a lot of work right now on his Instagram, on his platforms to really help us think through and talk through racial reconciliation. So we're going to hit some of that today, too. I think you're really going to enjoy it. So here is our friend, Carlos Whitaker. We should really just do a show. Yeah, this is we'll, the problem. We just haven't seen each other I enough. know, I know, I know. <laughs> I have a thousand other things I want to ask you. I know. Well, we're going to talk about all of them. Yeast, but yeast included. Yeah, yeah. Someone mailed me yeast, and I'm keeping some of it and giving you some of it to yeah. take to, to Witta Farm. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. You got it. You Y'all got it have no joke created a farm in the <laughs> middle of Brentwood, Tennessee. Not only that, my poor wife has become a... And this is me doing it for her, but... I have created a farming influencer in my wife. Yes. Like she's getting sponsors. No. She's get, oh, yeah, she's getting things sent to her for free, all because of this little, because she's so good at it. She's, she's so good at it. Yeah, she's got a little farm. You know, we got ducks and chickens and the whole, you know, the whole thing. It's the awesome. ducks grew very fast. Rapidly. Did y'all know uh, that? Did y'all know that's how ducks go uncomfortably? I didn't. I didn't. I, I, listen, she brought those things in the house. Day, what, it was, I think it was day three of quarantine. Uh-huh. And I was holding them and they were so cute. I mean, right. I was kissing them. I was yeah. smelling them. And they are monsters now. They're so big. They're about as big as my dog. Like, yeah. What do so y'all big. do with them now? Well, they don't. Annie, I know they, they don't live in the house right now. Right. Like, they, they're they're <laughs> but finally eventually out. they need lots of water, right? No, no. This is something that you learn. Ducks Teach actually me. don't need water. Oh. They do need water to stick their bills in, bec- so they can clean their bills out. So uh-huh. we have a little kiddie pool for them outside. Yeah. But they actually live with the chickens now. So our ducks and chickens, they live together. They sleep together. They eat together. They yeah, they're kind of the same thing. One, one inclusion. thing you're just all about I'm all about inclusion. reconciliation in every way chicken lives matter duck lives matter <laughs> they, they, I can say this okay because you, you're black yeah, yeah you can't say this but but I mean at the end of the day I'm I'm honestly more of a 
duck guy, then I am a chicken guy. Ducks are ducks are like the dogs of the bird world, and okay. chickens are like the cats. Oh, so like okay. chickens don't want you unless they're hungry, you know. But ducks want to like cuddle with you and things okay. like that. That's, these are all the things you've learned. Yes, these are. all I mean, when y'all learned. lived in California or Atlanta, no, no, was there no no, no what no, happened no, with no. Heather? I should have brought her on. L- listen, and just <laughs> yeah, had her just, talk <laughs> about inner wild, and then can, mostly can, can I just talk about my wife and her farm for the entire time we had this conversation? <laughs> but no, let me just tell you, like my wife, she's always been like a mountain girl, you know, a little bit granola or whatever yeah. but she came up here and we have a mutual friend brandy wilson yeah yeah who uh had a uh garden and she kind of got into it there yeah. and then she started her very first garden like five years ago and now i'm i kid you not this thing it feeds our family like she's feeding our family from the, the creve hall dirt yes here in nashville tennessee yes it's, it's incredible and so she's out there every single day she does it I've, we started a youtube channel for her i'm droning her stuff now she's doing like you know, interviews with other gardeners. She's teaching. It's it's pretty cool to watch. And she also is like a lot of people's 911. Like I saw y'all had to 911 for our friend Lindsay Nobles last week because she found eggs. No. No, bunnies. Bunnies in a nest. Hold on. Hold on. on. As of this recording, it's 1.14 p.m. on Wednesday, June 10th. Yeah. And as I was walking out the door, Heather's like, hey, by the way, Lindsay's bringing some bunnies to our house <gasps> oh. because mom never came back. So suddenly the Whit Farm is adopting <laughs> the bunnies. Can we just tie this in anymore? <laughs> Y'all are going to now have bunnies as well. Apparently. Easter is going to be a hoot it around your house. I'm, I'm pretty excited. What's your favorite thing that Heather grows that you don't have to buy anymore? Probably probably the romaine lettuce. It's, it's yeah. it, That's good. Uh, all Of course, all of her herbs, but um, the romaine and then beets. Like I'm a big beet guy. Yeah. Like I love beets. I love my beet juice. Um, it just, it turns your poop, you know, so you got to be careful not to right. freak out the next morning. That's right. right. And That's so right. just remember if you're a little public service announcement, if you eat Asparagus a beet, and beets are yeah. going to change. It's going to change the color. As of Jesus says, what comes out of you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I love the beets. I love the, you know, but I, I love it all. And, yeah. the, and raspberries right now are ripe. So we're, you know, eating those strawberries. We have I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of strawberries all along the side of the property. And so, you know, every single night and not every single night, probably three Three nights a week right now, we're going out as a family. It's so funny. My teenage daughters are just, they hate it. But we we have our little bowls and we're bent over and we spend about 30 minutes harvesting strawberries. Like it's Every day. It's a farm. Yeah, and it is. And are y'all selling any of them? There's no way you're eating all of them, are you? Uh, we're giving a lot away to the neighbors. Yeah. She actually has moved the farm from just the side of the house to now the front yard, which is like, like I have a lawn. Yeah, like I like my lawn. comes all the way up comes the all the way up. But now it's it's gone across the oh, driveway. Oh, I haven't been there since because, it went across. Because she is now, she she started a farm for the neighbors that walk by if they want to pick something. Oh so now gosh. we have like a neighborhood garden that community, if someone wow. sees a tomato, they want to pick it. Guys, I'm telling you, my wife That's is. That's really sweet. I know. She's amazing. What do you, what have you learned? I mean, we're going to really talk about your neighbor in a second, but yeah. what have you learned about investing in the literal neighbors, the houses around you from this? You know, especially from this pandemic. I, one, two, three, four, five houses around me. I knew two, no, I, I knew one of the of my neighbors, knew them. I now have like actual close relationships because of this pandemic with yeah. all of the neighbors that surround me. We talk every single night. Yeah. I, I, just, I feel like we were created for this. Like we were created for this wow. neighborly community that most of us are trying to get our community on our phones and at mm-hmm. work and places. I don't know. Like I feel like if you go back to like how civilization began, like, our neighborhood, our back porch is the, you know, that's where everything, I think I'm starting to get it. Like I'm starting to understand, huh, maybe this is how we were created to live in the first place. When John Eldridge sat in that chair, the very same chair. 
<laughs> I mean, you and your wife texted me that day. We're like, is oh, he still there? Yeah. We'll come right now. <laughs> I just want to sit in a chair. I, hold on, hold but on. he said, yeah. our souls are village sized. Yes. And, and I think I learned that. I mean, it was bizarre to have him on weeks before we went into yeah. pandemic and go, oh, yeah, we are supposed to actually see the people around mm-hmm. us, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And so that that changed me, too. He says something that actually went in my book. A lot of what he says, if you read my book, you're like, oh, is this yep. John or Carlos? But <laughs> he, he said that we were created. We weren't created to consume as much content as we're creating, yes. as we're consuming right now. Yes. And so like our grand, our great grandparents, there's studies that show that they consumed the same amount of content that we're consuming in a day. They consumed in a lifetime. <gasps> you yes, lied no. to me. The amount of content we're consuming in oh, a day, my our great grandparents consumed in a lifetime. And they're as much as we, our souls have not accelerated or progressed as much as technology has and so here we are thinking that we can still handle this but we really can't and um yeah i mean that's you know that's a whole other conversation but that is unbelievable it's crazy i have this this statistic in in the book somewhere yeah Yeah. i was just before you got here i was writing thank you notes and i kept catching myself trying to dictate auditorily Mm. to siri quote quote yeah these thank you notes and i was like Okay, you're moving too fast right now yeah. that you can't even write a thank you note without thinking, I wish I could just say this. Yeah. I wish I could just say this. So and, true. And that is just the, it's, I'm doing something wrong. I get it. We I all know. are. Yeah. It, are. What do we do? We, um, we take the lessons that we've, that we've been learning during this pandemic. And I, I'm not, again, I don't want to say that, you know, I don't want to be privileged enough to say, oh, the pandemic has been so great for me because mm-hmm. I've got all this time. And when that's not the case, there's single friends, there's people that their life isn't structured for isolation. Yeah. Right. But I think what we can do is is really try just be very intentional on how we lower the volume of life like every single day. It's yeah. what I do. You know me. Like I'm I, I make my living on Instagram. Like that's like what I do. And so I have to be very intentional with practical steps on a daily basis that I'm doing in order to lower the volume of life so that the volume of God goes up. And that's really, uh, really the kind of the basis of everything I'm doing right now is just slowing down, yeah. just stopping, you know? Did that start with the pandemic? Did that start with Sohela? Did it start before that? No, it started before that. It probably started for me three years ago when my wife was actually reading a John Eldridge book. And I think, I can't remember what the name of the book was. but Walking with God. Right? No, that no, was even before. That, that was one. that was the first one. I was one. like, that we was, read that yeah, one together. You, that you changed that my together. life. Yeah, walking with God changed my life. But then she she was reading another one, and for me, just I realized, and it, it, it for me it was it was like my anxiety and depression, and it was more of a mental health situation for yeah. me. How do I get a hold of this? I was doing everything that I knew to do in order to get under control, and I, Annie, I only got about. I mean, I went to on site. I did I did all the things that you're supposed to do, and it, all that stuff helped me. Yeah. But all that stuff got me to about 60% of mm. John 10.10. 10. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, you know, a, th- a thief comes steal, kill, and store. I've come that you may have life and have it to 60%. And, uh-huh. and then, and I felt comfortable with that. I feel like many people, many Christians that have lived in trauma and walked in trauma and have been in the depths of the suck, when they get about 60% out of the suck, they're like, oh, this feels really good. This feels better. This feels yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. And then we just kind of make an agreement and we stay there. Mm. And that's where I found myself. I found myself at 60% yeah. better. But then I was like, but Jesus says I can be completely healed. He says that I can live at a hundred. Is it really true? And that's when 
those conversations started happening. And that's when I realized, you know, I found another man named John that does this thing called Heart Sync here in Nashville. Yeah. Um, and I started doing the deep work. And that deep work was where I found that, oh, my soul is go. It's, it's just way out of control. It's going yeah. too fast. And, you know, and then as you'll read in the book, I mean, like true 100% after 16 years of being on medicine, of struggling with anxiety, physical manifestations on a daily basis, it's gone. And it's been yeah. gone for two and a half years. And I know it's because... I slowed down. I stopped, you know. Wow. Did it all, was that the same time period that y'all were going to the belonging, that you switched over the belonging? Yeah. Yeah. So that that was definitely, that was when I kind of became Bapticostal. Yeah. Left left my my Baptist roots. And and I I say that I, I left the land of sin management and immigrated to the land of miracle signs and wonders. And, yeah. and I didn't know that any of that existed. I didn't know that there was, I just didn't know. It wasn't taught. It wasn't yeah. talked about. And I felt like a kindergartner again in mm-hmm. church. Like I was like, wait, what? Wait, yeah. what? And Annie, I, I travel and teach mega church congregations. And yeah. I, I didn't know that I had access to something that I, and I'll tell you what, you know, my pastor uh, and great friend Henry Seeley dropped a word of knowledge on me. It was January 1st, New Year's Day, 2019, that pff, it's, it's, it's the most incredible. It is coming. It's I've just seen it do nothing but come to fruition ever since then. And so, you know, I, once you step into the land of miracle signs and wonders, like you're not, ne- you can't go back. back. You know, it's just like it's just like Lucy. She goes through the wardrobe, and she experiences Narnia, right. and she goes back, and she tells her siblings, and they're like, "Ah, you're crazy." And that's where I kind of feel like I am right now. Is I've I've tasted it now i'm coming back and i'm going hey everybody yeah you got to check this out and people are like i don't know and i'm like no just trust me just come yeah and so uh yeah you know when i went to the belonging and all of that and we, we can talk about sohela in a little bit too i think you know i'm looking back at the history of of the wild and and the miraculous that god has slowly but surely prepared me for uh for i think this season for i think yeah. the last seven, eight months of my life. Yeah. It's been crazy. I think, I mean, I feel like the last time you were on the show was when we were at the same church Yeah, and things were, we, yep. I think we, I cried because oh, I miss oh, yeah. being in church with you. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, it has been, it's one of those things. It's a American thing. It's a privilege yeah. thing that we get to pick churches versus going to the one that we can walk to. Right. That being said, yeah, I think when you find a community and you, stay and it's the right spot yep. and it was for y'all yeah you flourish everybody oh in the family is flourishing it seems everybody is yeah. fl- my, my yeah my kids like just to watch them to what they're saying to each other like yeah. to to hear my, my 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 son maybe have a breakdown and start saying some things that aren't true and then to hear his 16 year old Sister, walk in the room and say, "Lasai, you're making you're making agreements with with the enemy right now. We need to break those agreements right now in the name of Jesus." So I need you to repeat after me, Lasai. Just the, in the name of Jesus, I send that light to the foot of the cross where I don't have to deal with it anymore. Yeah. And the, in the name of Jesus, I send that light. To, and I'm 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 hearing this through the walls yeah. of my freaking hallway. Yeah. And I'm like, this is what flourishing looks like when you're yeah when you're all in, and yeah. we're all in at the belonging. We're all in, and just to watch it kind of start to seep out of my kids. You know, they're not kids anymore. So Hale is an adult. Yes. And yes. so, and so, you know, to know she's going to the belonging school of ministry and leadership. Yeah. And, 
and I just I I just can't wait to watch watch this all unfold. I think it's really important to I would encourage people to go back and listen to our episode and we'll tag it in yeah. the notes because one of the big conversations we had then that I think people still need to think about is sometimes obedience is staying and sometimes it's not. Yes. And and y'all were as obedient as every other friend yeah. in that season deciding where church was when yeah. our pastor left. Yeah. And yeah. so I I mean I just I could not celebrate y'all more and love watching it more. It's fun. Okay, word of knowledge. I want to talk about that for just a second. You don't have to tell us what it said by any means, but we love talking about how do you hear God in Mm. prayer here. Mm -hmm. So when someone says, I think God said this thing, or I have an encouraging thing for you, talk about the process of waiting to see the fruit of that versus going, for sure, this is it. No, this is not it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, the first thing I always do is if someone says they've got something for me, I'm like, hey, I'm going to record this. Yes, I always record I'll it too. Always record it. Like yep. I'm like, and then if they're like, ah, then I'm like, well, then I don't want to hear it. You know, like <laughs> if you're not, if you're not, if you're not, if you sure don't want enough, it memorized, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I've had various ones That's that have been spoken over me. I've I've recorded them all. It's so funny. Banning, I think maybe he's oh. on here. You know, he he sent out words. Me, I got one okay, too. Yeah. So he sent them out to to people on little cassette players, and I'm like weeping as I'm weeping. reading this. Yeah, weeping. I texted him in the middle of the night. Yeah. Because I listened to it really late, and I was yeah. like, Banning. I just played the tape. So for you guys listening, yes. Uh, Banning Liebscher is an author. He and a pastor. Yes. He sent to a lot of us that he's friends with. When he sent the book, he also sent a tape player. Yes. And a cassette tape where he and two other people had prayed for us yes. and encouraged us. And given us prophetic words. And it yes. was the prophetic minister from Jesus Culture who's never met me, never talked to me, doesn't know who the heck she I am. She doesn't know who I am. And she dropped the most <laughs> genius thing. And I'm like, so like, and then there's sometimes you just know, right? Those are one of those moments that when people have been walking in this for a long time and you trust who they are and you trust yeah. that they're hearing from Holy Spirit, there's those times. But then also for me, I'm I'm very careful to compare everything with scripture That's to right. make sure that it's 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 backed up by scripture. Yep. And then also to not like hang my life in the balance of some word that somebody gave me. You yeah. Know? Some words are I wrote a whole book about that. Yeah. Well, there <laughs> you go. God, I wrote Remember a whole God. book yeah. about hanging my life on it. Yep. Hanging your life on it. And so, you know, I think it's important. I think that the more I'm in this culture where those things are a normal thing to receive or to give, uh, I actually have only given one to somebody yeah. once, you know, and I, uh, but, but my kids are being raised in a youth ministry where that's what they it's do. Practiced. That's what they do like on yep. a weekly basis is, okay, we're going to give words to each other. And so, um, you know, I, I feel like we're this, you know, kind of big, clumsy, clumsy family that is kind of tripped into uh, a new culture. But it's just so beautiful to watch us all hear God in different ways, yeah. hear God in, you know, uh, and trust God that what he says he's actually going to come through with. Mm-hmm. And to watch my kids believe that way more than I've ever believed it. And to, yeah, to have yeah. me to have to have me watch and trust my kids trust the whole time fearing like, but God, like they're really trusting you with this. What if you don't come through and the mm-hmm. freaking out as a dad about that. And then of course, God always coming through in some way, shape or form growing my faith. So, you know, Annie, it's a, you know, the process of hearing God, it's, it's not a plus B equals C. Right. As I teach it to people, you, you just have to pray specifically and pray boldly. And so many Christians pray passively and pray vaguely. Yeah. And out of fear. Out not of, no. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you do it. You pray vaguely because, well, if I cast a wide net, then guess what? Uh, I'm going to catch something and then I'll be able to say that, hey, that's that's God. But if I get really specific and he doesn't answer, then what am I going to do? Right. So, you know, that, that's you what and I, I had this conversation about a year, two year, a year and a half ago. I texted you and I said, OK, mm. Carlos, I'm going to pray something as specific as I have ever prayed in my life. Let's go. And the Lord did it. Yeah. And and it and 
in the end, I did not get what I wanted. Right. It did not go the way I wanted, but the Lord did answer. Oh, yeah. And I don't think it was, it wasn't me testing him. It was It was what my heart wanted so badly. Yeah. But I was afraid to ask. Yeah. And your answer, and again, we have to remember that, that God doesn't work on our timing. So a lot of times, I mean, what's that Garth Brooks song? Sometimes I thank God yeah. for unanswered prayers. Yeah. Because it's it's true. Like I don't want to say Garth's a theologist or, or has this theology degree, but how many times have we prayed for something and we thought that that was exactly what we God needed to do? But then That's five right. years later, we look back and we're like, "Thank you, God, for answering it this way." We're That's not going right. to be. We're not necessarily going to see it in the season that we want to see it. Yeah. But we will see it come. Yeah, that's right. And there are times where do you have to like pay like a CCLI license or something for you for singing, me that? singing that? No, no, no. Oh, okay, I'll just cool. text him and tell him. Oh, okay, no, cool. I wish <laughs> your wife. If I had his, if oh, Garth, oh. when Garth and Trish are in here, for sure Heather's going to be yes, here. Yes, yes. I have never known. Heather is the most interesting character she in, is. in this book of life yes, because she, she just loves she loves Garth Brooks. Loves Garth Brooks. Knows I every mean, word, every song. Y'all went like multiple times. Four times. <laughs> he was in Nashville over five days. We went four times. <laughs> I remember. And I, I went one time. I, I sang my guts. I was out. forced to go all all four times. Um, listen, I love you, Garth, because I know that you secretly listen to this. At least Trisha does. Yeah, yeah. But my wife, listen, if you're mm. out there. You know, just one birthday, one birthday between now and heaven. Just <laughs> yeah, I, I think listening to God, hearing God. I, so I will tell you, I'm a product of a youth group that practiced hearing God. Wow. Yeah. And so I can tell you, you still grow up and you feel confident to try. Yeah. And that does not mean everything's gone well. And that does not mean I've always heard him right. It doesn't mean I've gotten what I wanted. Right. But man, I... I don't doubt that he talks to people because yeah. I'm I'm working on 30 years of knowing that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm not much older. Than, I mean, I'm yeah. almost 40. So yeah. I'm not, it has not been, it has been the majority of my life that yeah. I was taught, you can hear him yep. as an animal. That's beautiful. So your kids are on a path that leads to. I can't wait. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Sohela's health. Yeah. She's healed. She is healed. She is, she, she's not all the way healed. I, I um, you know, I want to make sure that people that are praying, because a lot of your listeners, a lot of people have found me through you, either your Instagram or your podcast, and they prayed for Sohela, they watched her. But we've, we saw so many tiny miracles in the 21 days that she was in Vanderbilt mm-hmm. University Medical Center, um, Children's Hospital. In the winter. In the winter. Yeah, yeah. January, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, she, we prayed for the histoplasmosis to go away, and it did. Yeah. And we prayed that the tumor like on an x-ray, not yeah. on an x-ray. Yeah. We, yes. we literally <laughs> prayed for that to happen and it did. And again, those were some of those crazy prayers that I was like, God, I'm not testing you. I'm just doing what you said I should yep. do. And so I'm yep. going to pray the promise. And, yep. and yeah, I went from doctors, you know, I mean, she, we went in and they told us she had uh, lymphoma in her chest that mm-hmm. they found a, a mass and it's a tumor and we're, you're going to oncology and you start chemo at 9am. That's literally how fast it went. And then 9am came. And then they were like, we're going to take her for another, again, I prayed all night, take her for another scan. scan. She comes back. They don't take her at 10. They don't take her 11, 12, four o'clock comes. I'm like, what the heck? What's happening? Why aren't they taking her for biopsy? Then the whole team of doctors comes in and they look at me and I actually have this recorded. I've never shared it before. I made one point, but I'm recording them and they're like, Hey, so we went, we looked at the second scan this morning and wow, it just, it, it was a solid mass last night, but this morning we can see liquid in it. And so it's actually not a tumorous mass, a cancerous mass. It is an infection and we have to find it. And I, 
Annie, I fell on the floor. I'm weeping. I'm crying. And um, I shared some of that on my Insta stories. But um, it's been for us this season, it's been the hardest season of our lives. But it's been the most growing season and honestly, the most peaceful season of our lives. Yeah. Like we, I now know what peace that passes understanding actually is. Really? Um, to watch your daughter lay in the worst pain she's ever been in, in a hospital bed for 21 days of pain, like yeah. of like the worst pain ever. Um, and to watch her continue to worship, continue to sing, yeah. continue to ask for worship songs to be played, continue to lift her pinky because she was in so much pain she couldn't lift her hands. At 17? Are you kidding me? Right. You know, and she really grew my faith. And so, um, yeah, you know, just to see what's what's come out of that has been, has been amazing. I think it's important for people to hear that you've had a lot of answered prayers and a lot of cool stuff in the last couple of years, and yeah. it's been the hardest season. Yeah. And listen, I went through a hard season. We talked about it on the last podcast that I was on with you. Like in 2010, I went through what I thought was the hardest season of my life. And then <laughs> here I am again. I'm like, yeah. oh, man, this is... It's, it is, it's so hard, but it's, you know, we don't, people don't grow on vacation. Like, like that's not where you're going to grow. say that. You know, like you're going to grow in trials. And if you're asking God to grow you, just know that he's not going to do that while you're comfortable. If there's one thing that God's committed to, it's what? Our maturing. He's not committed to anything else, but our maturing. He wants to see us mature. And we're not going to mature when things are easy and fine. And that's not going to be the life of a Christian. Life of a Christian yeah. isn't for a nice, happy, simple little life. I think it's really generous of you to, a few minutes ago, you said, I don't want to be privileged and say this season's been really awesome, the pandemic. Yeah. You lost all your work. I did. <laughs> I, I mean, did. like, it's not like you made sure. extra money during no. the pandemic. You Every bit of your travel, every it's bit gone. of all of our travel yeah. is gone. Yeah. What what were the conversations with God like around that? Maybe you're fine and it hasn't mattered. No, no but. it definitely mattered. Uh, we had, I had a conversation last night with my wife about how much it matters. And, okay, what are we going to do in June, July? Yeah, everything got, got taken out. Again, God's God, the way God provides is always, Annie, through obedience, especially I feel like when the obedience doesn't feel good. You know, I think well, yes. it's easy to obey when it feels good, but when it doesn't feel good. And so... When the pandemic hit and all of a sudden over 24 hours, I lost three months of income. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. And of course, my wife being my wife, uh, she's just like, it's going to be like, just trust the Lord, ask God for the money. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm asking, I'm praying and I was like, oh, I know what to do. I've got this course on mental illness, mental health that, that I can sell. I've already packaged it. I've yeah. videoed it. I've recorded it. It's just sitting, collecting cobwebs in the corner of the internet. I'm going to sell it. And I felt in my gut that God said no. And I was like, what do you mean? No. He's like, no. I said, but, but I've got to pay the bills. My mortgage is due. So I told Heather, Hey, I feel like he said, no. She said, I feel like she's like, he said, give it away. I was like, wait, like Mm. this is, this is going to be the only way I can support us. She's like, I know if he told you no, which I'm, I'm glad that he told you that because I feel like he told me not only no, but that you have to give it away for free because people are so anxious in the midst of this pandemic. They can't afford a $229 course. I was like, but babe, this is going to at least, I can at least get a month's worth of income back if I sell it. Yeah. And so Annie, I wrestled, I prayed, I prayed. And then um, I just, I did what the Lord told my wife and me to do. I just yeah. gave it away. Yeah. I, I said, if you can't afford this, here's a coupon code. Just type free in, you can get it. If you can afford half, type half off, you can get a half off. If you can afford full price, please 
please pay full price. Well, so in the next hour and a half, I, I remember, I'll never forget it. I saw like 600 free coupons just going on my course software. And I was like doing the math in my head as to how much money I was losing. Oh, don't do that. I was just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I saw, and it was, it was like, Three months of income that I that I was giving away for free, and I'm like, Lord, right. this is a mistake. That's right. And of course, of course, of yeah. course, because he always does. People, not only people were buying the course yeah. for full price, but I ended up getting five months of income in 24 hours Mm-mm. on Venmo. Pe- people, people fi- just finding it. me, just finding me. Oh my I'm not even taking the course, just looking me up, saying, "I hope this is you, Carlos." And yeah, five months, and so. Oh my God. I, I, I haven't had to worry because the Lord, um, again, through my obedience, I feel like if I wouldn't have been obedient, guess what? I would have made a month of income, yeah, yeah. but because I was obedient, I got five months. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. I mean, that, that's the good stuff. That's the stuff in the yeah. midst of the trial that your faith is going to grow. I'm, you know? I'm in the middle of that story with a friend. He texted me yesterday and it got an offer from a morning show. Yeah. Wow. And to come on. And he said, I can't explain it. It doesn't feel right. Wow. And I said, and he said, will you pray with me? And okay. will you just think? And, and I said, I don't want to tell you this, but my stomach hurts. Yeah. I was like, you do. I'm going to love you either way. We're going to be friends for life either way. Yep. You do whatever you want. You asked me. I'm telling you my stomach hurts. Yep. And he said, mine does too. And he turned it down. Wow. And I, and I said to him, you could have made either decision. Yep. And, I, and, and you would have, everybody would have understood. Yeah. The Lord is going to honor you yes. for, for trusting your yes. gut and then bringing people in. I mean, I wasn't the only person he asked, but, but bringing people in and going like, sometimes the zero is the right answer, yes. not the 100. Yes. And, and the Lord knows. Yeah. Right. And the Lord knows that, that for, for such a time as this. Yes. Yeah? Yes. And gosh, I just, I just wonder if, if we've been conditioned to not, to think that saying no is somehow not right. If, 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 if making less of doing less, you know, I, I think all the time, like pastors are conditioned to grow, grow, grow and put chairs out and put chairs out and make things bigger and bigger. And I'm like, well, are, are we even asking God, should we take chairs out of the auditorium? Should <laughs> right. we take services away? Yeah. Like, again, I, we just, um, to say no to something like that, I yeah. feel like is the same thing. They're taking, making your auditorium smaller because maybe God's going to blow it up later yeah you know, so. also i think we can honor without saying a name unless you want to we can yeah. honor a pastor we both love who even though you didn't speak at his church he paid you oh yeah i oh, mean yeah. stuff like that yeah, like no. of course he did because that's who he is but also there are so many people making decisions like that yes that are making sure we all get to keep working it's it's amazing and i, I you know i've I've preached more times from behind a camera now in, That's it, you know, in my desk, Dude. you know, and I'm, I'm now I'm like, you know what? Holy Spirit's still moving through Zoom. It's yes. still moving through whatever. And so, yeah, Instagram. I've actually, it's been, a, I've done 11 different church services during the pandemic. Uh, I'm teaching to, twice on Sunday to two different churches. There you go. And I'm See? not at either of them. Yep. <laughs> See, on Father's Day, same thing for me. I'm doing yeah. three different churches. Yeah. I don't have to go. I'm like, well, maybe we can figure out how to keep doing this once this is all over. Yeah. You know, I cannot travel all the time. I just but, uh, don't know that it goes back to what it was. Yeah, I don't, I don't I know if it does I do either. feel like maybe God's kindness is, I want to say breaking, but that'll panic people, is yeah. reworking a system yeah. that maybe was reaching its max capacity. I, I like that. I think I like it's that. time. I yeah. think it's time to, because I just think, man, so many of these conferences that I've loved going to, mm-hmm. there's probably six women out there in the audience who could do what I do. Yeah. 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 But no one else can do this. Right. Exactly. And no one else can be friends with my friends and no, right. you know, not that we'll never travel again. I just wonder if yeah. God is 
opening the doors for village life. I think so. And um, and it's I beautiful. I hope that's true. Me too. I hope that's true. Me too. I want to ask you. I just want to tell you, like, part of me is withholding some of the things I want because I'm like, oh, yeah, we're recording. There's right, a lot yeah, of people yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I, so many of us probably have stomach turning about, like, what's the obedience I'm about to have to do? Right. <laughs> but so it's true. always worth it, right? Yeah. I don't always feel that pre-obedience with God. You know, it's, it's I mean, if we can go back to even even my last week's obedience, a few weeks, being obedient in something that was scary my listen there's a lot of people behind this next book that i'm putting out like they, there's you know how books I mean, there's whole marketing teams publicity you know like it's all called the interwild you keep not saying the title everyone interwild interwild it, it's and so they we've worked for years on this book right like years literally on a single book that's all coming down to it coming out on tuesday and i don't know when this is going to air but thursday so 13. it came out this week okay it came out this week so I have Wait, not when does my show come out? Mondays and Thursdays. Okay. Thursday. Well, you've got 10 shows. All so. of a sudden, I was like, am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. What is wrong with me? Yes, this comes out Thursday, your book. So congratulations, your book's Thanks. been out Whoa! two days. Oh my gosh, guys, did you see it? Like, it, <laughs> Did you see um, Drake reading a copy yesterday on Wednesday? I cannot believe I'm Prince William is reading I it. I know, speaking Surprising. it into existence. Yeah. So, so here's the deal. Like, I, we, we've, gone th- we've just been going through a crazy season as a country, and- Right when like my marketing plan had me releasing the course and releasing the book and re- or the pre-orders and all this stuff, like it's like we've got a racial divide bigger than I've seen in my lifetime yes. in our country. And I just... On the heels of a pandemic. On the heels of pandemic. And I just, I just sent one email. I said, I can't, I, I, we can't, really? we can't, we can't do this marketing plan. Like we can't, I'm just going to trust God. Like he's going to put it in, in the right hands. And they were obviously very understanding, but also as a, as a black man who a lot of, I mean, let's just be honest. My, my following is like white middle-class America. That's who follows yeah. me. That's who listens to my teaching. I felt a responsibility to begin to teach in a way that they felt safe. And Annie, I, for the last three weeks have, I've lost thousands of followers, Have you? but yes, Absolutely. Like at least 2,500, but, but God, but in the last 24 hours, but God. So here <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the work. I'm, I'm, I'm saying uncomfortable things. I'm challenging my white friends who, who initially always, you know, they're like, well, you're, you're Mexican. Like you're not even black, you're Hispanic. I'm like, well, guess what? The slaves didn't just get dropped off in America. They got dropped off all over the world. It wasn't a nonstop flight. I'm having yeah. to teach these things to, yeah. To people that don't understand, and I'm trying to do it with grace. I'm trying to do it with you are compassion. doing with grace. Well, yeah, I'm I'm trying my hardest, and and I feel like I'm seeing perspective shift. I'm seeing things shift, and yeah. the whole time I'm seeing this book launch coming, and I'm like, I'm t- I don't feel right talking about it yet. Don't feel right talking about it yet. And then he, here, the last 24 hours, I am I post something on my Instagram. It goes viral. I not only got like the 2,500 Instagram followers that I lost because I'm talking about race back, but I got. I mean, at this point, I'm at about 20,000 new, 20, new, new people listening to me talk about race and they don't know it yet, but they will by the time the podcast comes out. And now I'm, I'm going to get to talk to them about Jesus yes. and about the gospel. Cause 
most of these people, as as far as me clicking on their bios, they're not Bible believing people, but yeah. they're like, oh, this is a good human. They're following me because I'm a good human. Right. And so many people that have been like, a, they're like, Carlos, you don't talk about Jesus enough on Instagram. You don't talk about the gospel enough. You're not preaching enough on Twitter. I'm like, no, 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 no. Preach with words when needed, right? You don't always have to do it, but but what's going to come at them is this story of John 10, 10 yes. and what it means to live life to the full. And so I just feel like and God the is- cover, I just want to read the, the subtitle yeah. because I think it will help people get their minds around yeah. it. Exchange, it's called Enter Wild, Exchange a Mild and Mundane Faith for Life with an Uncontainable God. Yeah. I mean, who, who does not want to right. read that? Right. Yeah. So, you, you I mean, know, and, and what, what's funny it. is, you know, I feel like the, the book um, coming out right at the tail end of, uh, hopefully it's not the tail end, but of the conversation of race. But again, I feel like this, what I'm using the message of the book now on the tail end of where we're at now as a country, as a culture, as real, as a globe, is I'm calling out cr- Christians that, that have been mild. Yeah. And I'm calling out Christians that have been safe and that are like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm gonna stay safe. Like that is not the gospel that Jesus has called us to. Like, yeah. I need you. If you want to enter wild, let me tell you how you enter wild and you leave mild. You go to Target. Yep. You get yourself a, a poster board. You get a black marker. You write Black Lives Matter on it. You duct tape that thing. To a, you go to a protest and you enter wild. You become the hands and feet of Jesus and you do something. And so yes. I'm using the, the conversations around this book right now to call out any Christians that have just been hiding or safe and say, this is not the time you've got to leave mild and enter. Will you do the, I watched this Insta story and I'm sure a bunch of my friends did too, but it was very helpful for me, for me. One of the big pushbacks that some, I've only seen women say it to me. So men may be saying it too. One of the big pushbacks I'm seeing from some women is the organization of black lives matter versus saying the three, the three words, black lives matter matter yeah so i just listened to between the world and me by uh-huh. tehani Coates. yep and i so i've been wanting to say black bodies matter right 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 because sure. he leans so much on the body like how yeah. we have what we've done to black bodies yeah but i also am like i'm not going to stop saying black lives matter because they do will you explain yep. how we can say those three words and not necessarily tie to an organization sure yeah uh, that's completely fair there's a lot of people that don't feel comfortable with the black lives matter organization for whatever it may be and so that's kind of their excuse for not saying the words Black Lives Matter. And I always tell people, listen. And I don't know they call it an excuse. To be fair, I think they yeah. call like, I have a real concern Absolutely. with this. Absolutely, yeah. And, and therefore, I can't say these three words. Yes. I think their hearts are not, I don't want to be helpful. Sure, I think Absolutely. their hearts are concerned we're breaking yeah. a rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would push back a little bit in, the, in the in the DMs that I'm getting in my <laughs> inbox that may refute a little bit of that. But I would say that I would, let's let's hope for, see the best in everybody, and and that's the case. So here's the deal: the the organization Black Lives Matter, the ter- they did not coin that term. They cannot own those words. Those are those words aren't owned by that organization. Yeah. But if you do have a problem with with something with that organization, this the, this is the way I'm explaining it to people. When when it's time to place the most important thing in front of you out for the world to see, when, mm-hmm. when it's time to say something important, we naturally say these important things while maybe ignoring some other things that are attached to that thing. And yeah. so I'm just going to go to the elections. Yeah. In 2020, again, we're talking to people that say, I can't say the phrase Black Lives Matter because I don't believe with everything the organization. I do believe that Black Lives do matter, but everything the organization. So... Go back to 2016. We've got Hillary and we've got Donald. I don't believe that every- I've never called him Donald. Oh, have you not? 
Sorry, we're, we're like, we, your we've got first this, name. Yeah, first name, we text, you know. That's so. the duck to me. The, the like, duck. my brain immediately, like, oh, right, he has the same name as Donald Duck. I so, hadn't thought about it. So okay. we got Donald, Donald, Sorry, <laughs> I almost I know. said it. I, I know. Said it. Hillary we, and Donald. Hillary and Donald. I don't believe that everybody that voted for Hillary believes that she should use a private email server while she was Secretary of State, Secretary of State, right? I believe that everyone that voted for her probably thinks she should not do that. And they're yeah. against that part of what she believes she should do. Yeah. But then I be- believe they do believe in some things that she brings. I believe that everyone that voted for Donald Trump doesn't believe that everything he said about women should be true. But I think that the important things that he brings to them, they do believe in. So guess what? They're able to support and lift up those two individuals. The same thing with this. The most important part of this conversation right now is that black lives matter. Like they matter. And so if you can't say that because you disagree with a a couple certain things, if you did it in 2016 and you're going to do it again in November this year and you're not going to do it right now in this conversation, that's where I get angry. And that's where I get frustrated because you can't pick and choose when you're going to become conscious over oh, well, I just don't align with this, so I'm not going to say it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what you were talking about. Yes, I also think, exactly you know, if like a, if, if like some white supremacist organization started and they named themselves, oh, I love white people, like I'm not going to stop saying I love white people just because yeah. they think they own yeah. it, you know? So yes. like, I just think we have to get past that. Yeah. So. I mean, there are all sorts of nonprofits called Praise the Lord. And right. we don't stop saying it because it's a nonprofit. I mean, it's just... Yeah. Yeah. No one gets to take a phrase and steal it all the way. You're letting something get hijacked that you that you believe in. Mm -hmm. um, And then you're you're giving you're giving it away. And you're like, I'm never. Well, then you got to do that with everything. You can't just pick this one. How do we do this election wisely as Christians across tables like this? Like it has to be it has to be not on Twitter. No, no. God, no. And listen, I am. I know if you follow me on Twitter versus Instagram, like, you know, that this is like, those are the two sides of me. You've got Twitter, <laughs> Twitter Carlos and, and Instagram. if you love Instagram, Carlos, I just beg you to not Maybe go, follow, go me, to <laughs> follow me on Twitter. I get angry on Twitter. I love people yeah. on Instagram, but, but I think we're going to have to do this election. This is the same thing. I can support Carlos and not follow him on Twitter. Yes, there <laughs> it is. You cannot believe in Twitter, Carlos, but I think this election is going to have to be, I mean, we are, we've seen so much work done over the last few weeks with race work in America. Yeah. And I'm super proud of a bunch of my white friends. I am too. And, and I feel like it's, it's being, again, it's every, the enemy's going to come in and try to separate, try to separate, try to separate. I actually have a little bit of hope because of what I've seen the last few mm-hmm. weeks that there's an opportunity for this election to not be as gross as I thought it was going to be. Really? I honestly do because I, I'm starting to see people agree to disagree yet come together for one thing. Mm. And I've not seen that in the yeah. last four years. I've not, I've not seen that. And so I think, you know, I, did we even talk about what happened with the man, my neighbor? No, yet? do that now or do that when, when it fits into where you Yeah. Are. Well, I, the only reason I want to say it is because I think this is what's going to happen. So there's a man lives across the street from me. He's an old white man. I'm a, I can't say young black man. I'm a, I'm a middle-aged black man. <laughs> And he has never said a word to me. I've, I've, I've tried to wave at him. I've tried to yell at him. I've tried really? to, yeah, I tr- I've so tried. tried, I've tried for four years to get this man to even acknowledge me, look at me. He won't even look at me. And so obviously narratives start to begin to build in my head. Yeah. He's got a, he's, he's always wearing his military shirts. He's got his white or his American flag hanging from his front door. And you know, the f- number one question I get from people is that I've gotten the last 24 hours is, well, what, what makes an American flag, you know, make you feel like somebody that has an American flag isn't going to like you. And I'll just let you know that. As a black man living in the South, in Nashville, Tennessee, 
I love America. I love the flag, but the flag has been weaponized against me mm. by groups of people. The only people that have called me the N word, every single one, all five of them here in Nashville, Tennessee, that I, they were all strangers. They all had the American flag on their vehicle in some oh, way, wow. shape or form. So that, that's, that's where my bias begins to build. I will admit my bias. So I think this man didn't talk to me. He's got, you know, he's, he's old, he's white, he's Southern. He must not like black people. So I, I decided this a couple of years ago and he's got these two bunnies in his front yard and these two bunnies are just these white porcelain bunnies. I never understood why he had them out there, but I'm, I never noticed him really. I don't pay attention to him until I'm mowing my grass and I see homeboy walk out of his house. Again, he doesn't look at me, but he's got a can of paint in one hand and a paintbrush in the other. He bends down in front of the bigger bunny and he dips that paintbrush in that can and he pulls it out and the paintbrush is black. And he starts to just lop this black paint on this bunny. And not even like brown, like no, no, black. black. Like, like <laughs> no, black. I saw it. I was like, like as that, black as this microphone. That is a Midnight word. Midnight black. <laughs> yeah. If you've ever thought the word black is black, this is as black as yeah. black gets. That's yes. how black that bunny is. And Annie, I knew in my gut in that moment that everything I thought about this man, all of my biases about this man, I had... I had sinned against him. I had done all. I've judged him. Mm. It was all a farce. It was none of it was true. And he's painting it and then he picks it back up, his can, and he walks inside. And so what did Gosh. I do? I, be, I began to start thinking, okay, well, what's today must be like a World War Memorial Day or something where he's got to paint it because he's like remembering his fallen comrades. I'm trying to find wow. any, every reason for him to not care about black people. And I go on and I'm like, oh yeah, it's it's some World War Memorial something day. And Heather's like, babe, that that he painted that black because he couldn't go downtown with the Black Lives Matter sign. That is his Black Lives Matter sign. Mm. I was like, no way. So I waited till the next morning and I, he came outside and I grabbed my camera like I always do and yeah. like you do, like we all do. Yep. And I hit record and I ran across the street and I just said, hey, I haven't, um, and you can watch this on my IGTV, but I haven't yeah. ever had a conversation with you. And immediately he smiles and he says, my name's James blank. I said, he said, I've lived here since 1957. Yeah. And I said, why'd you paint that bunny black? And he goes on to tell me the story where he was raised in Nashville. And in 1955, as I don't know how old he was then, but his mom hired a black servant. Yeah. And this black servant combed his hair, bathed him, taught him how to read, taught him how to write, folded his laundry, cooked his food. And he said, I loved her. And I, I, I can't imagine why anybody would see her any different than me. So this was just my small, soft way, young man, of saying that I don't believe what happened to George Floyd should have happened to George Floyd. Oh my and then he said, and you know why I painted the big bunny black and not the little bunny? Because George Floyd was six foot seven. And that's why I chose to paint the big one. And I'm like, oh, that just gives me goosebumps. I'm like, I'm like crying, right? And so did he say that on the video? I didn't see the no, six points. No, yeah. Oh, the video was eight minutes long. I, oh, I, okay. I cut it down to okay. two minutes. I was like, seconds. oh my gosh, I would have cried yeah. here to he, say that. He did say it on the on the news interview that's going to air later yeah. today. But I, this all goes back to your question. So immediately, I realize I realize I'm wrong. I go over. He tells me a story, but here's here's the piece that I think is going to move us forward as a country. And the piece that I think people aren't understanding why they're so attached to this video and why it's gone viral, it's not because a black guy and a white guy came to an understanding. I think it's because I went over there and I apologized. Did this you? is why I said, I just want to ask you to forgive me for everything I thought about you because it was unfair. And I know you don't even know I thought this about you, but will you forgive me? He's like, yes, yes, son, I will. 
and the freedom that we both got from that forgiveness from yeah. that 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 was something that I think for and forgiveness is the middle section of my book yes. in, enter war um, yeah because it's interest interwar interest interwar interwild and interwar honestly three quarters of that is all about forgiveness yeah and how forgiveness is really our weapon but when it, when when he forgave me it freed me it freed him he didn't even know he needed to forgive me about something and I just think that as this election comes. The more times we can walk across the street or reach across the table and look at someone else mm. as a human and ask yes. for forgiveness for because listen, I've got family on Facebook that oh my god, I can't even like it's everything inside of me to continue to love them, but you know what I do now? What I've done now? For every person that trolls me in my DMs mm-hmm. because of something I've said about race and they write me 15 paragraphs about how I'm wrong and how I want to start a race war or something told me last night. I open my camera up. They're not expecting this. And I hit record. And I look at them and I say, hey, I want you to look me in my eyes. I've said this to, I don't know, 400 people in the last couple of weeks. And I'm sending them personal videos saying, I love you. Yeah. Like, And I want you to see that I, I'm not against you. And Annie, every single time I've sent a 30 second video to some stranger on Instagram, they've come back and we're, we're all friends now. Like we're all, yeah. the, the reconciliation is happening. And so it's different it's, when you, it's not oh, just words typed back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. We have an opportunity, I think, to come together in a way during this election and call me super hopeful, Carlos, man. I know that, that people are like, you're crazy, but I just believe that we, that we can come closer yeah. than even farther apart this time. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be work. But I think the work's going to be a lot more across tables than across, yeah. you know. Tell con- me why James didn't talk to you for four and a half years. Did um, he say he just didn't see you? No, I actually, I didn't ask him. Yeah. But when I started talking to him, he was sh- he was shaken. And and the more I've, t- I've, t- I've already talked to the man more in 24 <laughs> hours. The poor guy, I've dragged him across the street, banged on his door. I'm like, hey, the news is here. I need you to come over. Hey, we're going to be on Access Hollywood. I need you to come yeah. over. The poor guy. But he's just so shy yeah and he, here's the thing like, does he have a family that lives with him is it just him never been married oh, wow. I, I didn't know this i thought he had yeah. never married all his siblings have passed away his both his parents have passed away he looked at me he goes carlos i'm the last one wow. and and i'm like maybe this wasn't even for this moment for people to learn about empathy and racial reconciliation maybe i went over there so i can be this man's friend right just be his friend as he's in his late 70s and i did i had no idea he was alone every single night so, um, wow. we'll see. We'll, we'll and see. And he just like went and bought black paint. He just went and bought black paint. And just painted the bigger bunny because it was When he George said Floyd. George Floyd's a big man, I, I lost it. I yeah. was like, oh. So, yeah. yeah. He didn't know what to do with, with my apology though. Like he, I, it really made sure. him uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know. Everybody gets uncomfortable when someone's apologizing. Yeah, yeah. It's just Especially part of the deal. Especially when they had no idea that they were, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, my little, my little, little neighborhood just got a little bit, uh, little bit more neighborhoody. Yeah. And, that's uh, really, I mean, it yeah. is the center thing of interwild. I have not finished it, but I have read yeah. parts of it. it. The center thing is life can be more interesting than this. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like it can get more interesting yeah. if you will step into healing, yeah. step into forgiveness and yeah. step into obedience. Yeah. Is I that mean, a fair? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You, you hear from God when you, when you enter rest, you lower the volume of life. And so you hear from God. Once you hear from God, he tells you what it is you've got to enter war with. So you can't enter war without hearing from right. the the one leading the war. So then you enter war, you go into, and then under war, you're praying the promise, 
you are praying, you know, your daily prayer, you're, do, you're going through forgiveness, you're doing inner healing work, all the things you need to do. And, and again, I think people are going to learn in the book that I tell them is our help is in the natural and our hope is in the supernatural. Wow. And I think for far too long for me as a Christian, I was placing my hope in the natural, my hope in all the things that I can do to roll up my sleeves and take my Paxil and do my exercise and um, eat right and go to my therapist and all the things yeah. which that's all helpful, but it's not hopeful. Yeah. And so when we when we shift in the book, I help people shift from help being in the, or hope being in the natural to hope being in the supernatural. Oh, at that, at that moment, that's where it gets crazy. That's when like yeah. miracle signs and wonders, that's when you ask God, Lord, should I go to Chipotle or should I go to Chick-fil-A? And bam, you go to the place that he tells you to go. And there's somebody you haven't seen in four years. This is a, something that happened to me. And, and then you get to reconcile a relationship that if you wouldn't ask God in the first place, that is how detailed God is. Yes. Like he is that detailed about every single moment of our day. The yes. Holy Spirit doesn't like take a lunch break. Like yep. we get access to him yep. all day long. And yeah. gosh, when people get to that space and start to have that, as John would say, conversational intimacy yeah. with Jesus, it's changed my life, yeah. like everything about it. So. I was exercising. I was out running last earlier this week and I ran by the park and kind of in the middle of the park, farther away than I Closer than I want to say, but sure. farther than like you and me yeah. was a couple that I know. I thought it was them. Yeah. And I was like, I think that's them. I look gross. <laughs> I haven't talked to them in a while. I'm on my, my, my couch to 5k is timing me. Oh, sure. So I was like, I'll just text him when I get home yeah. and say, I think I saw you at the park. Cause then I'll see them again at the park. And you know, cause I know their house is right here at the park. And, and it was, it was, I didn't stop cause I was insecure about how sweaty I was. Yeah. I didn't stop cause I thought I had to keep up my time and all yeah. this stuff. I, that night, his mom texts me because I'm friends with the family and says, hey, can you give me the name of someone in Nashville who does flowers? Because tomorrow is their due date on the baby they lost. No way. And See? I went like, Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah. You set me up. Yes. I mean, I could cry saying it to you. You yeah. set me up to yeah. be hope for them. Yeah. And I wouldn't stop because I was insecure. Yep. And, Come on. and so, and I texted him and I was like, I think I, and I, again, I'm still not sure he hadn't texted me back. Yeah. I'm like, I think I saw y'all today Yeah. or yesterday, whenever yeah, it was, yeah, I think yeah, I yeah. saw y'all. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't stop. I hope you're good. I, I hope I run into you again. All yeah. the things that are true. Yeah. And I thought I will not do that again, yeah. no matter who it is. Yeah. If you see someone you recognize, don't, <laughs> there's gotta be a reason. Edit the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Don't edit the Holy did, Spirit. I did, Carlos. I, know. I did. I, I know, did. but we learn, you know, we learn. I hate it. I All feel day though, so feel I feel it so strong. I I can feel it from across the table. I know. Annie feels it, guys. <laughs> Annie, right? You feel it. No, it's true. Right, but I yeah. think people need to hear. I want people to hear that I disobey too. Yeah, yeah. Or miss things. I don't know yeah. that I was intentionally disobeying. I know that I let insecurity win over. Yep. If we'd have been at the same restaurant. Right. It's true. True. Totally. And true. so. Ugh, but 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 they, we run into people on purpose. Yeah, and and the Holy Spirit. All day, if every day. I want to live in the wild, and I do. Yeah, I have to be paying attention to that. You have to, and and let let God's security win over my insecurity. Come on, yeah. So blah, blah. brutal. What do we not talk about that you want to talk about? I don't know. We kind of did it. I think we talked about everything. <laughs> we talked about. We talk about everything here. It's just what we do. Yeah. No, I think we talked about everything. Okay. I mean, I just love you. I missed you. Like I. I love you we too. we Thank uh, you. you know, we could. We were talking for a long time before we hit record. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it, it's, uh, I just love you. Thank you. I feel I the same. Love I love you and your yeah. family very much. The last question we always ask. Yeah. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Oh, Tell me what you do for fun. What I do for fun is uh, I fly fish. 
I know I'm, you do. I'm a fly fisherman, and I'm. They call me a red Mexican, uh, and uh, I literally, I, I, I have, I have a a little boat yeah. that I put on the top of my Honda Odyssey minivan, and I drive an hour uh, east, and I put it in a little river called the Caney Fork River, and I either sit with my son or my daughter or my wife or by myself, and for six, seven hours, it can start at five in the morning. I just float and I just catch trout and I put them yeah. back, and and it's it's my. It's how I commune with God. It's and it isn't yeah. funny how suddenly for me like communing with God is fun. Like that yeah. sounds fun. Yeah. Like there's nothing more fun than having wild interaction with God on a daily basis. Yeah. And so that's right. That's what I do for fun. And then I also play Fortnite with my kid. You can follow me, Low Sweat Fortnite. Pick it up. I'll make sure that I will take you down. I'm at level 100 <laughs> on season four, chapter two, right now. Oh, I that that could not. That's barely English to me. Just so you know. <laughs> I love, I'm a 45-year-old man that plays Fortnite yeah. like, like you don't play. Come yeah. On. We're going to do a quick YouTube video, and I would love for us yeah. over there. Yeah. Let's talk. People want to tell better stories. Yeah. Can we just do like a couple of minutes on working on telling better stories? Because yes. even you telling us about fly fishing, the way you tell a story makes everybody want to do it. Come on. So we'll talk about that for a couple of minutes okay. on YouTube, if that's okay. Cool, cool. All right. I love you. Thank love you for doing this. You guys, grab Inner yeah. Wild. Get, grab it, grab it. Grab it. Woo, you guys, he's not playing, right? I mean, Carlos just shows up a ball of energy, a ball of wisdom and knowledge, and just literally just full of God. And it is such a joy to be around him. We'll make sure we link in our show notes some of the different videos he mentioned, but just make sure you go and follow him on Instagram and you can catch up on the videos, particularly with James and the bunnies, you know, all the birds <laughs> that they have and his wife. Witta Wit a Farm, I think it is. W-H-I-T-T-A-F-A-R-M is their Instagram and their YouTube. And I think you'll just love it. Grab a copy of Interwild. It released this week whenever you get a chance from your favorite local bookstore or from Amazon. Interwild is an excellent book that I think you're really going to enjoy. And make sure you follow Carlos. Tell him thanks for being on the show and how much you appreciate his words and his thoughts. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places, Annie F. Downs. And I think that's it for me. We have a really special week lined up for you next week, so make sure you're subscribed. I don't want you to miss a single thing. Mike Kelsey's back in a really special way. So we'll see you next week with him. So go out and do something that sounds fun to you, and I'll do the same. We'll see you back here Monday with Mike Kelsey.